Hi, everybody. This is Tony Selzig. And Megan Hunt. And this is the Hollywood Dance Podcast. And today, our guest is Marguerite Derricks. Hi, Marguerite. Hi, Tony. Hi, Megan. Hi. So we're really excited about this one because, you know, as you know, normally when Megan and I do these podcasts, we write up a list of questions. Right. And we didn't do that with you this today because right. I know that you actually prefer not having questions asked. Absolutely. And what's really fun for us is that when we talk to different people, we, we handcraft what this interview is about. So when, when we thought about you, the first thing I thought about is longevity in this business. And if we could talk a little bit about that. Because I don't even know if you realize that, but how relevant you've been for so many decades. And I think there's a lot of choreographers out there that are going for the short term. Yeah. And I think it's really important to have this conversation. So my first question to you is, are you even aware of the fact that you actually are one of the choreographers out there that have a, a career that's been lasting like for, for a good 30, amount? Over 30, 30, 35 years maybe, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yes, I am very aware of it. And I... I um, I'm big on gratitude, and so every morning, you know, I give, you know, gratitude for the things in my life, and that's always on the top of my list, uh-huh. is that I've, ha- I've been relevant and I've been working in this business for so long, and how blessed I am just to not only be working in the business, but be working as much as I am, and always on, like, really top TV shows and great films, and, you know, I've been able to work in... I have a, sh- a couple shows running in Vegas. I do Broadway, uh-huh. which I think is part of what has made me stay out there. Mm-hmm. Is that I made sure in my career that I never like held on to the coattails of anybody. Uh-huh. Not one artist, not one actor, not mm-hmm. one director or producer. Um, I wanted to do everything, and I think that when you open that mindset of wanting to do everything, you manifest everything. So mm-hmm. I wasn't just doing music videos, and I've done a lot of music videos. And I wasn't just doing commercials, and I've done a lot of commercials, mm-hmm. or movies, or TV shows, or Vegas, or Broadway. I just wanted to do it all. Mm-hmm. And um, I go, you know, where the energy guides me, that's where I go. I was just, I just got a call from the wind on my way over here, and my heart tugged because I spent five years really at the wind developing road. shows on Showstoppers, La Rev, right. and then I did, you know, the, the club there. And now the Rev is just running, and I haven't been there in over like a year or two. Um, but that was that time, and during that time, I focused on my desire and love to do Vegas. And when it was done, I moved on. And then that's when, you know, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel started. And, you know, so I just, you know, kind of go with where what opens up for me, but I manifest every day and I open it up. I, I don't, like, I, I don't want to just be in Vegas. Like, that was that time. Uh-huh. And I miss it, and I loved it, every moment of it. But then I was ready to move on to something else. Well, it's interesting, as you're talking, I'm thinking about our history together. Like, yeah. years and years of working together. And a lot of the jobs you booked when you when we worked together was with Julie, but me and you specifically, I remember, Adele. Yes. Chasing Pavements, uh, which was Pavement. Adele's first video before she was even out. They came to you to choreograph that, and I worked with you on that. Yes. And then the second one I remember is when 
Kevin Tantrone was directing Fame, Fame. and he, and he yeah. called me. He's like, "What choreographer should I use?" I said, "Duh, your teacher who was actually in Fame." He's like, <laughs> yeah. "Perfect, that's perfect." Yeah. And it was just like seamless how yeah. people just like yes. And then I also know, and I just keep on trying to brag on your behalf, but you're the only choreographer that I'm aware of this one an Emmy Award three times in a row. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty spectacular yeah. that yeah. you have this kind of career. So I understand about gratitude, and I completely understand about manifestation. Right. I agree with you on that. Specifically, though, what are the things that you work on to have longevity in the career? Because there must be action that you take. For oh, this, absolutely. You know? um, well, um, you know, I teach, and by teaching, um, I'm constantly working on my vocabulary and my style, and just you know, teaching also grounds me to where it all began and how I started. Um, but mostly, I think Tony and Megan. I think that. Um, Early on, I learned the art of preparation. I walk on a, oh, in a rehearsal good. or on a set with my pockets full. I remember Mike Myers saying this in an interview. She comes in with a thousand ideas not attached to one. Uh -huh. But I go uh -huh. in prepared mm -hmm. so that I can roll with the punches. Or I can, I can show them an idea. Oh, you want to change everything? No problem. Boom, boom, boom. I got it going on. Um, so I think it's just knowing that and being prepared and being able to go in and quickly, like Steve Wynn loved that about me. Ah, Maggie, you know, you tell her you don't like something and she jumps up and she changes it in uh -huh. a minute. Like, I, I want to do it right there and right then. I want to make it perfect. Uh -huh. And I can because I'm prepared. Uh -huh. So I think it's the preparation. You know, I think that um, for a lot of, you know, specifically with choreographers, um, really knowing, like I, I've been in the business a long time, so I really know what they're looking for besides steps. They're mm -hmm. looking for my guidance, like mm -hmm. how much time is this gonna take? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and not being greedy, like really always coming in and being efficient. Mm -hmm. People love efficiency. So going in and going, yeah, I need a day of prep, and no, I don't need three weeks rehearsal. I can do this in four days. Uh -huh. You know, I did that on Fame. I remember, uh -huh. you know, Kevin Tantron told them she's going to need four weeks, and I remember <laughs> that I was at a movie, and they called me, and they were freaking out, and I said, well, let me do some math, and I'll call you back, and I hung up the phone and waited for a couple minutes, and I called them back, and I said, look, <laughs> I can do a week with two people, two assistants, and then we'll do a, the second week, I'll do a skeleton crew of seven and then I only need one week with all of the dancers. Uh -huh. And I saved them so much money. Uh -huh. And so, but I knew how to do that. I knew how to count man days. I learned mm -hmm. that on, on the TV show you guys got me, Fame LA, mm -hmm. where it was mm -hmm. the first time I had to really run a department because I was on a TV series. Mm -hmm. So I was there every single day and it was about you know, going in, because all they write is, and they dance. Right. So you have yeah. to go in and you have to present ideas, yeah. but mm -hmm. it has to fit a budget, it has to work for the storyline. So, you know, along the way, it's just, that's why I always say, everybody wants to get to the top so fast. Yeah. I'm so grateful that I started out in like small indie music videos mm -hmm. where I got to learn things. Like I got to school myself. So by the time I did my first big movie that Julie got me, which was uh, Showgirls, I was, you know, I was ready for that. Uh -huh. And that was, that was a huge job. That was a huge first movie because it just, it was six months and it had dance from top to bottom. And I was working with a very eccentric uh, director who was fabulous, but I had to like really be on top of my game. 
Um, and so I like everything that came before that kind of prepared me for it. I wouldn't have been ready for that as my first job. Uh-huh. I wouldn't have succeeded the way I did if mm-hmm. that were my first job. So I always tell people, stop, jump into the top of the ladder because then you fall yeah. off the back. Mm-hmm. you got to climb the steps. Mm-hmm. So when you get to the top, it should be at your memorial, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, uh-huh. you should yeah. never really reach that. It should, yeah. it, so it's, it's a constant for me constantly just being aware of the needs and, and not being afraid to ask questions. Uh-huh. You know, asking a question is, does not make you look um, stupid or silly. Like, because I really want to know, okay, what is, what, do, what is, what are we looking for in this project? What, like, besides the story and this and that, you know, like there's a lot of questions that need to be asked and people love that. Mm-hmm. People love that. That's so interesting you're saying that about questions and also being prepared. I think that that's such a big deal. Yeah. And as you're talking, I'm just, like, it's so funny, I'm flashing back to so many jobs where the artists or the producers are so locked into you. Like I think about Demi Moore when you worked on that yeah. film, how she just, you were like were traveling on private jets oh, with her. Yeah. And I think about Kelly Gonda, how she yeah. created a whole dance movie because of her relationship with you. And then yes. I think about Mike Myers, and I think about all the people years, yeah. that come into your life, how they... Like, they, they need you. Like, you're not just like, you don't just clock in as a choreographer. You yeah. become part of their family. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And, you know, you know, as a choreographer, you're kind of producing, mm-hmm. you know, all of the dance stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, we don't always get that credit. You're the first person, actually, who started getting me credits as a yeah, producer. Yeah, I thought always as a producer. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. It, it says what we're doing. We're doing way more than just putting steps together. It's it just a lot more goes into Well, it's into funny it. we're talking about preparation because you're now branching into directing feature films. Yes. And preparation it must be everything. And I think that's everything. what's given you your confidence. Because I know we, we've seen each other at some parties while you were developing that film that you were working on. And you were telling me, like, you you know what you're doing. Like, yeah. it's all this stuff led up to the fact that you now can sit in the driver's seat on a film and feel 100% comfortable because yeah. you've been there. I didn't, yeah, and it's funny. I, I probably could have started this a long time ago, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until now that I had the, A, the, the deep-rooted desire to yeah. do it, but also, like you said, I, I tapped into that confidence, like, wait a minute, I know this. This is what I do. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, so I just always, like, I know everybody wants to get somewhere, and I just wish that the, the young generation would, you know, look, I am grateful for the time I spent assisting Otis Salid and Debbie Allen. That's another question I was going to ask you. Yeah. Huh? I learned so uh-huh. much. I mean, what Otis did for me is what I do with, for my assistants. He brought me to every meeting of his, like when he was going to interview for a job, he would bring me and I would sit quietly in the corner, mm-hmm. and I would listen to him either ace it or I've watched him bomb it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I watched going, oh, he's not getting this job. <laughs> I watched it go down. Why do you think he did that, have you in the room? I don't know. Well, I do know. Um, I think confidence. Like I like to travel. Like You, you always want somebody, yeah. or even I'll bring my assistant and I'm doing it to train them. But also so much is on the fly. So we get in the car and I'll be like, wait, mm-hmm. what is it? Because they're taking notes for me. Uh-huh. Like what is? what did we say about? And they'll say, oh, she, you said and she said. So I think for Otis, it probably, I would imagine, he never, you know, verbally discussed that. But for me, it's just wanting to have somebody to, like, how did that, like, how do you think that meeting went? You know, and or, or what, like, just, there's just so much being said so fast. It's like, I like to be on the fly, like, mm-hmm. for meetings and stuff like that. So um, I would imagine that's why he did it, but I'm not sure. But I'm grateful for it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it was like, I, I don't think any choreographer, any young dancer or, or aspiring choreographer should 
really start working until they've assisted one or two yeah. really we say the same yeah thing. we've brought that up so many times yeah because you're right the younger generations are totally on a fast track to yeah just instantly you know titling themselves as choreographers or creative directors without really have had the experience and yeah. so that's why i think you're such a great role model yeah. for those generations coming up because there is a lot to say in you know letting yourself do all the steps yeah. so that you constantly are building your experience so that once you get those opportunities you're really nailing it absolutely and the likelihood of longevity mm -hmm. in that way is the percentage is very low mm -hmm. because they you know every job you do um, you have to like that that job is potentially 25 more jobs right mm -hmm. every job I do like I meet like on every TV show, like I meet four or five different producers that bring me on for other TV shows later on. So if you mm -hmm. go in and you don't make a good impression, yeah. you've just lost out on like the future of 25 jobs. Like I'm mm -hmm. working on a show called Them Covenant right now. And um, Don Kurt is one of the producers, and I met him on Viva Laughlin. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he brought me in on Masters of Sex. He brought me in on Timeless. Like every show that he does, mm -hmm. if there's choreography, I'm there. And yeah. sometimes they call That's me great. in and I'm trying, like, who knew me here? And then I walk in and there's Don, <laughs> uh -huh. you know. But uh -huh. he respects me and I don't think he would ever call for anybody else because he knows I know how to get it done. Yeah. And so you want to do that as a, as a, a, a young as choreographer. You want to make sure you go in and you make the best impression showing mm -hmm. up on time you mm -hmm. know the people we hire the dancers we yep. hire that's important because they think that they're ours they think that we own them like they're our troop a lot of times mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. you know so how those people conduct themselves on the set is a reflection of oh, us that's really interesting yeah. Uh -huh. oh yeah so that's why with casting i do not mess around mm -hmm. and that's why you want to like you kind of want to hire the same people over and over again because you know what how they're going to mm -hmm. conduct themselves mm -hmm. um you know so it's just there's just so much but i and Here's the thing. I still love it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I still love what I do. I am not, like, I, yes, I do very deeply want to direct now, but I don't hate choreography. I'll do choreography till I die. Uh -huh. I love it. And, I, like, I, you have to still love it. Uh -huh. And I think that shows. Like, people mm -hmm. see that. They see that spark when you walk in. Every time I come to set for Maisel, the whole crew lights up because uh -huh. it's dance day. Uh -huh. People love when the dancers show up. Yeah. It's just, it's fun for the crew. Yeah, that's it's, great that you yeah. know that. That you yeah. know that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's the fun day. You also know how to train assistants. You and I have had conversations Ooh, yeah. about this, which I don't yeah. know any other choreographer <laughs> that actually has a team the way that you do. And you, you have a science to how you train your assistants, don't you? I do. And the thing that's lovely now is my assistants are training the new assistants yeah. coming in. Yeah, that's what you're I saying. I mean, they're taking them under their wing because they know what I expect, and it's a lot. Mm -hmm. But I make sure that they're well taken care of. Right. They're always well paid. They're, I, they are, I, my assistants, I, I respect them, and I honor them, and I make sure they're taken care of because I do expect a lot out of them, and I want to make sure they're taken care of. But they... They come from my class usually. Mm -hmm. I have to see them, like my Lonnie, who mm -hmm. just signed with them mm -hmm. and say, fabulous. She danced in my class for a year. I kept my eye on her. And then finally, I uh -huh. had her come and assist me in class. And then I said, do you want to go to New York and do Maisel? And now she's, every job I do, she's the, like one of the first people on the list. That's every, incredible. They wanted all blondes in the last episode I did. Everybody was blonde except for Lonnie. I made them get a wig for her. <laughs> That's how much I love her. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. so... You know, um, and she, oh boy, I remember, <laughs> I remember I 
brought her um, to do Maisel. We did the big opening tap number for season three. And um, I said to Mark, and she didn't understand what my Mark meant. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I love her. And I flew her there with, like, she was there with me. But I uh-huh. stopped in front of everybody. And I blasted her, you know. And I was like, you know, what is, like, because I'm like, what am I going to get from that? I said, uh-huh. I said, Mark, not just throw yourself around uh-huh. like a rag doll. But you know what? It was great for her because she, it was something that connected with her and her professionalism. Like, she went, like, her growth in the next couple of months was insane. It was absolutely insane. Interesting. And people that saw her with me made comments of that. They were like, whoa, what's, what happened to her? But it was just like, and all she needed was one time. Yeah. For, That's you know, incredible. Yeah, for me to just, you know kind of call her out on something. I think it really is an art to training assistants. Absolutely. Because I, from my perspective, I've seen assistants who clearly want the job. Oh, yeah. And that's what they're doing there. And then you know assistants (laughs) that are really there to make sure that their boss is doing, is, is that they're there for their boss for whatever they need. And that's a good assistant, yeah. you know? So many times I'll talk to somebody and they'll go, oh yeah, you know, I assisted somebody in this job and it was all my steps. I mean, I, that was really me. And I'd say, yeah, but it doesn't really matter. You work for them on that job. Yeah, You're the right. assistant. You can't start now saying that's yours yeah. when you, you already agreed to be somebody's assistant. Like yeah. that's your job is to work for them. Yeah. You know? I don't think a lot of people understand the role of an assistant. Yeah. And I watch it. I watch sometimes choreographers get assistants and I know by looking at them, oh, this person is out for their own. They're yeah. not there really support. And the thing is it's like with my my assistants um it's beyond us you know in a room creating the choreography i have them they're they're doing all of the correspondence with production mm-hmm. so they take handle everything for me they'll check in with me and i tell them what to do but that and that is teaching them totally so that's preparing them i'm kind of preparing them to do their own thing when they're mm-hmm. ready to do it so they're going to realize it's not just about creating those steps. I let them in on the whole process. Uh-huh. That's incredible. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, if something happens and I can't go on a set or, I'm, you know, if I'm, like, kind of straddling two jobs or something happens, people trust my assistants. They see how good they are. And so they're not, like, shaken up if I can't be there for a while one day. Yeah. They know that they're in good hands. Because you've set it up that That's way, right. you know? That's right. That's right. Well, I, I had a question. We, you know, always, whenever we have meetings with our clients, we always ask, like, what are some choreographers you've worked for? Who are choreographers that you really want to work for? And I think your name is probably brought up the most from clients saying that they want to work with you. Wow, and so nice. what would be some of your advice for a dancer who hasn't gotten the opportunity to work with you? If they come audition for you, if they get hired to work with you, what's just some advice that you would give them? Well, if I haven't hired them yet, and I, I don't do it, I try to do it as much as I can, they should take my class. For sure. Literally, um, I was so happy I, I on this them, the, them Covenant that I just did, I hired like five or six girls from class that have never worked with me before. Wow. That's incredible. And I, you know, it wasn't because they took my class. Like, I, as I was hiring them, my assistant Kelly was leaning over and goes, she's in your class all the time. I'm like, yes! So I was so happy about that. But by taking my class, they learned not only my style, because my style changes with each job, but they learn how like how clean I like choreography. Because on television, it's just like when you're dancing in a group, it's got to be so clean. Mm-hmm. And they just they get to know me, and they know what I expect. So if you haven't worked with me before and I'm teaching, because I'll ask people. I see them multiple times. I'll say, tell your agent I love you, or I'll call the agent. <coughs> um, if they 
you know, come to an audition, you know, they just got to come in and, um, you know, do their homework, find out what it is, mm -hmm. what they should look like. Don't ever come into my room with like, you know, street clothes unless it's asked for. Like, I'm, uh -huh. I really want to see you proper dance heels. I'm not interested in your club heels. Like, mm -hmm. people get to know that about me. But find out what the job is for and, you know, come in and be ready for that and um, be on time because mm -hmm. I start right, I'm always early and I start the minute, if it's 10 o'clock, the minute the second hand hits, door closes, I'm choreographing in 10 minutes a choreography's taught. Mm -hmm. So if you come in 10 minutes late, you're kind of screwed. It's done. Yeah. You know, it's just done. So, and but going back like, to being prepared, you're being yeah. prepared. And it says mm -hmm. something to me like, okay, like if this was, okay, yes. Okay. There was a, there was a accident on the freeway. Well, we live in LA and if this were a, a film day, would you be coming in late? Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's on a dance day. It's usually crew call is when the dancers come in and they want to start, mm -hmm. you know, blocking the scene right away. So if there were dancers that were late, um, <laughs> I did, I was working on Maisel last year and I, um, it was a big scene with like 40 dancers and it was like, um, you know, one of the, um, kind of, it was a mixed bag of ages and we were rehearsing on at Steiner on, on the stage. And I don't know what happened that day, but I want to say there were like seven or eight people that came in late. And I was standing at the door, just like, <laughs> just like going off at them. And then once they all got there, I was done in an hour. But that doesn't matter. Right. No. I want you to be there on time, you know, because mm -hmm. if Amy or Dan comes over and they did come over, I want to show off. I want them to see, you know, the magic. So, um, yeah, it was interesting. I don't, I don't think that would happen in LA anymore. People know me too well. And now, yeah. now I think the word got around yeah. to New York. I'm like, you know, like it, it was a rehearsal day. I could not believe it. And there were some of the older, like some of the older people too. And you know, like you guys, yeah, it doesn't work for me. And it yeah. is so interesting. You know, we do so many agency auditions. So it's interesting to me to see how many people don't show up looking their best or coming camera ready or even just taking notes on what style we're teaching and kind of dressing the part. Yeah. And when we yeah. recently had our dance day, um, you had came and sat in for a little bit, but also Rhapsody, it was one of her notes that she gave, like, know what you're coming in for and what you're here to audition for because you should look the part. And she kind of called people out. And, Good for her. And there were some dancers that left the dance floor instantly and went and changed and came back. And there were some that just stood there and had no idea. So it is very telling about how a person presents them in an audition room. Yeah. Sure. I had two incidents where that happened. Um, one was for another agency in town that um, every year puts on like a kind of a show. Yeah. And I went like I think three years ago and I went and it was in a theater and I was so put off because the dancers like they had caps over their heads and mm -hmm. baggy clothes and I'm like why am I here? Like, I felt like it was such uh -huh. a disrespect of my time. I love that. I love that. And thing, yeah. I, every year, I feel bad. Every year, the agency, like this year, they, like, I think, sent me a couple postcards. They called me five or six times. I'm not going ever again. Yeah. They, if they want to see me, mm -hmm. they can come to my audition. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I saw nothing that night. And I don't need to, like, that's, I felt disrespected. And then there was another incident where, Galen brought me in for one of her things, mm -hmm. and I, that's the first thing I said to them. I said, did you all know that I was coming today? Good. Because what 
the heck are you wearing? Like, you look like, I said, you, like, and I, I pointed to Galen, who always looks cool. Uh-huh. I'm like, look at how she's, she's got a, she's got a vibe. She's put together. I mean, some of you look like you just, like, rolled out of bed. Like, I couldn't believe it. Uh-huh. And Galen's like, well, they didn't know you were coming. I said, but did they know anybody was coming? Right. Mm-hmm. And she said, yes. I said, then, that, and I'm like, you're training them here, so here you go, guys. This mm-hmm. is my this is my comment about what I'm seeing today. Which is great. That's such yeah, a good point. Yeah. yeah. And it's really important for dancers to understand that. Like, we say this a lot in auditions. Like, you're actually being auditioned when you walk in the room. A lot yeah. of choreographers can tell by your body language. And like, you can tell by the way that they dress, like, yeah. whether they're serious about this yeah. or not. You Absolutely. Know? And even worse than that is a dancer that comes in and gives it gives it all in their audition, and you hire them. And then when they come to mm. rehearsal, you're like, who is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I hired that person, yeah. not that person. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, you know, it's just like I never, and that's why I have longevity. Uh-huh. I never take for granted. Even I, like, put myself together, like, when I go to work. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a vibe that people like to see. Mm-hmm. And, like, on Maisel last season, I didn't know it. They had cameras following me around the whole season because Amy created this special incredible clip piece yeah. on me. Yeah. But you know, it's like thank God that I always put myself together, <laughs> yeah. like in a in a way that's presentable and that wouldn't be embarrassing for her, but embarrassing for myself. So, um, you know, I I think that's important whether you're a dancer or a choreographer or a director, whatever it is. It's that blink thing, right? The, the, that first impression that yeah. people get, like. Which goes back to being prepared because right. you show up to the set prepared so that if there's cameras, you're going to look right. That's right. Because you just know better. For sure. Yeah. You know, it's funny, we talked to Sandra Chavez about this last week that you and her are actually two choreographers that really choose people from your classes to mm-hmm. work with oh, because yeah. of that. Because you, you get a real sense of who they are by doing your classes. Yeah. Do you think the dancers at the level of training has gone up in the past? They're couple going years? up. Yeah. They're starting Seems to go up. Is it, yeah, it was disappointing for a while, Tony. Yeah. Remember when like, hip hop was really big like yeah. 10 years ago? Nobody was training. And they anymore. weren't taking class, and yeah. everybody that started working stopped taking class. Yeah. But this this younger generation right now that's yeah. coming up, like the, the, the 17, 18, 19 year olds that are coming up. Like the Autumn Miller generation. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Autumn probably works all day and then runs home to the studio and does class. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and yeah. hey, that's what Debbie Allen does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Debbie Allen will, a, a, a day in the life of Debbie Allen is she, I, I, I was at her studio a couple months ago and she got up in the morning, before she directed for 12 hours, she taught a class at wow. a senior living home. She gave them an exercise class. She went to, to Grey's Anatomy for 12 hours and then there she was at Dada that night. You wow. know, making sure classes were going good and you know, like she never stops. Like it's, yeah, so. There's that, you know, that we come from that generation mm-hmm. where that's what we knew, that's what we did. I stopped dancing because I stopped taking class when I when I started to choreograph. I'm like, I don't deserve to dance because I don't take class anymore. Uh-huh. Like, I really uh-huh. feel like all dancers mm-hmm. should continue to take mm-hmm. class. You know, it's interesting too, and something you said in the beginning of the interview too, when we were originally talking about, you know, just the whole thing of um, of knowing like when you're going into a job that this is important and that you want it to. You know, that like you're producer friendly, the fact that you can go into a job and say, I can do this in four days and not five days. Yeah. That's so great for producers to know that you're looking out for them. Because I think like mm-hmm. as an agent, I can't tell you how many times I've had clients say, can you squeeze another day out of them? Like, can you yeah. get me two more days or something like that? Yeah. So Because they want another day rate. But it's yeah. interesting that you look at the opposite. Like, yeah. look, if I save them money, they're going to know that I'm really on their side. That's right. Which is, again, what's going to bring you back for work. You know? it's, it's part of the longevity. Yeah. It's, it's the efficiency 
you know, and um, yeah, and, and some people, and I can work that way, I can work fast. I, people have always known that about me, that I can get it done. Like if they're in a, if they have a crunch, they know that they can call me and I can get it done. That's yeah. That's such an asset. Yeah. That's so valuable. Yeah. And we call it here repeat business because like from <laughs> yeah. our perspective, you look at clients and the ones that work all the time are the ones that have repeat business. And yeah. it's interesting because people don't understand that not every job is just this outsider that comes on. A lot of the jobs that you get are because you because you've worked and people know who you are and you have a reputation yeah. that people are aware. of. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, are there anything that's really exciting for you? I know Maisel is a big passion. Like, you love that because you love Amy and you love, like, Oh, my God, it. yeah. Amy Sherman Palladino and Dan Palladino are my two favorite human beings. Um, so I'm very excited to go back and do season four with them. And, you know, I think Amy's got other things cooking up that excite me. Uh -huh. um, I, you know, I've been working on this new TV show, Them Covenant, that's just been crazy, mad crazy. And um, uh, Scott Ellis, who's a director that I've been wanting to do like theater with, he's a uh -huh. big Broadway director, he is, has reached out to me about doing a project with him uh, this, this coming year. So I'm kind of excited to, you know, to do that and, and, and to direct. I have a project I'm developing, so yeah. I love the, and you have a project that you're developing your son as a part yeah. too, which is yeah. an incredible story. I yeah. hope, and that's, I mean, it's, it's great. Yeah. yeah, well, MSA will be behind it, so yes. I'm sure <laughs> that will, yeah, that will win. Well, listen, it's, it's, I mean, it's really amazing to have you come in here and talk and just talking because you and I are social, we're friends, yeah. but to hear you talk, and I'll tell you this, I'll say this one other story that you've heard before, because I just think it's, I love it so much. We taught this um, Marguerite. Uh, Mark and Carrie Ann and I, that right. we all did this thing together. You know the story, yes. but it started the night before where you and Carrie Ann came over to our house and you guys had a bottle of wine with you. You came in your pajamas, <laughs> we played with the dog, we got in the car, we went down to the hotel because they wanted us there early. And it was so fun, but we get on stage to do our, our talk and we show up and Carrie Ann and Marguerite are so business-like and so serious <laughs> that my... my my palms were sweating the entire time. I was so intimidated being on stage with you guys. And it was so funny because we had just spent the night before just hanging, just out. hanging out. But yeah. it really made me realize, wow, they are so serious about their work. Like what yeah, you do, it's no joke. You yeah. you know what you're doing. You're yeah. not just here for the fun of it. You're here to work. Yeah. You know, and I've always loved that about you. And you, I also love the fact that social media is a part of your life, that you post, that right. you are a part of it. But you're you're not like a victim to social media and you don't live by it. Yeah. It's not yeah. doesn't it doesn't rule your world that it does other. I don't rely on it. You don't hey, rely on something it. Something good comes out of it. That's great. I do have fun on Instagram posting pictures and looking at people's pictures. Yeah. But I never want to rely on something like that. Yeah. Absolutely never want to rely on something like that. Well, I'll have to say your hands didn't need to sweat because you brought them such a just just so much you know information about working and what you're looking for as an agent and I know that you helped to really shaped my career and I'm so grateful for that and I okay. always whenever I have an idea you're like the first person I call because I, I love that about yeah you're, about you're, you. you're a mover and shaker my friend <laughs> well I'll tell you what what gave me comfort and confidence on that stage was that knowing that we're friends. Like yeah. when I was sit there being intimidated, watching guys, I thought, no, but they were over at my house last night. Like we were like, yeah, we were like <laughs> and, and I think Carrie and I went at it. You did. I love it about yeah. social media. And yeah. I love it because you guys are such good friends that you're yeah. not afraid to argue. And yeah. I feel that way. Your friend, yeah. you should be able to argue with your friends. Yeah. The last thing about that, for me, what I think is part of what has given me this longevity in my work, 
There was never a job that was too big or too small. Yeah. And the too small is the important thing. Sometimes mm -hmm. people will take a small job for just for the money. I treat every job the same, mm -hmm. with the same importance. And that's what you saw on the stage mm -hmm. that day. That's exactly right. Is that, uh, that to me was as important as if I was on TV talking, mm -hmm. to, like doing an interview and talking to, mm -hmm. to somebody. So it's just everything is important because you never know whose life you're going to change that day. That's right. I yeah. That. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Marguerite. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. It's Tony Selznick and Megan Hunt for the Hollywood Dance Podcast.